Hello. Hello, Merlin man. Hello. Hello. How are you uh, way up there? I'm very well, Dan. How are you? I'm finally okay. I'm finally okay. Hmm. Good. Well, it took, took how many years? What are you, like 59? 50. You're only 50? I'm only 50, yeah. Huh. <laughs> just a, just a, a spring chicken. I was about to say you look good for your age, but... <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't comment on people's existence. <laughs> no, of course. Of course you don't. It's that wokeism Governor DeSantis is yes. about. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And me, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, when people get that's as old good. as you are, you almost don't want to know how they're doing. Yeah. Well, there's another option. It's <laughs> which, always there. Which is what? Not ask? <laughs> well, to a message before last, you asked me to FYL. And I FM, F- FML, I think, is what yeah, I meant. Yeah, but for, get your <laughs> No, it says right. an M. It says M. Yeah, but you want me to FYL. Oh. <laughs> or who, to whom were you addressing when you asked to FML? I was saying to, to about my, myself, my own life. Are you coming? Are you coming on to me? Huh? Um, you know, I don't really have anything prepared. I've always got odds and sods. I figure we'll, we'll probably pick up with your with your smart journey. And, and you know, I've always got stuff. I've always got projects, Dan. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What are you working on these days? What am I working on these days? Oh boy, you caught me off guard. Um, still very interested in uh, Chat GPT stuff. Um. I think right now I am really interested in, well, a couple, uh, I go on about ChatGPT too much. The people who aren't into it aren't into it. But um, I'm very interested in how that bridges to the next thing of like how we like start using it more. And I'd like to think I've got a head start by like doing that a lot, like not to be clever or scary, Kevin Roos, but to, uh, you know. You know, oh, oh my God, it learned Bengali, and now it's taking over. Uh, but um, there's that. Um, uh, and, and it's interesting because, like, it's such a morass right now. Oh, not a morass. What did you call nice. it? <laughs> F- FMA. FMA. Um, that sounds like a kind of ultimate fighting. <laughs> um, Foxy Mail acquisitions. Ooh, oh my. Uh, and I, uh, but you know, it's funny because there's lots of apps now and the app right. starts, which is understandable, but like I'm already, as somebody who's become a, a fairly, no, very ardent user of this stuff, I'm already kind of running up against things that are making it feel very experimental. Understandably, it's early days, but like. Did you get, did you get that little app, the one that, that just came out the, for iOS? That, with the robot? Yeah, with the robot. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, like that? Yeah, as soon as I, I asked it four or five questions, it said, You're, now, you must, now you must pay. Because it costs. Yeah, it costs money. I think it's fair, though. It seems fair. Well, and that's that gets to a part that either, probably like high likelihood of, I just don't understand how this stuff works. Right. Versus just as, as a consumer, it's frustrating to me, which is that like I've got, for a couple of months now, I guess, I've had the sort of paying chat GPT account. And which means I have like a login. And, oh yeah, you're official, if, legit. Well, it's only important because to me, the the thing that I'm so craving at this point, the the dream in some ways, and the nightmare for a lot of people is I want to point it at my home directory. I just, just want to say point it right at the home directory and say know me. Yeah, yeah, like I've got a lot of text files that can probably tell you a lot about how I think and how I work. I've got you know, years of uh, email and calendar events. And, you know, it, it just, 
Can I talk about this for a second? Because it's I yeah, no, this is absolutely no. something I think I think All I right. would love to. I think this is important, and I think wouldn't it be amazing? Because they're right now. I'll just jump in and steal yeah, a yeah, little no. thunder. There's no personalization. There's nothing. It knows nothing about you. It knows nothing about anything. It's starting fresh every time. Maybe you say it. Please remember this detail. Maybe it remembers it. But imagine if if it could be personalized and like okay, t- t- segue for a second. I have a Google Nest Hub, as we have discussed, yes. and I have uploaded, well. I've uploaded some of my a select number of photos into the service so that they display on and made a little album so they display on it. And what it does that's really cool is it doesn't just show photos. It will find certain photos. It will know the people in those photos, creepy but cool, and it will put- It'll, it'll identify pets. It, really, it identifies pets too. Google Photos, anyway. Last time I checked, I mean, it's not perfect. It was specially tuned for uh, dogs and cats, but yeah. it can learn. You could say this is this is poofy. All um, right. Okay. You know. So it'll take that, and then it will show photos. So, like, there are many photos of me and my daughter, especially when she was younger, where we'll both be making sort of goofy faces together. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. it finds multiple ones. It knows that it has both of us in it, and it puts them side by side. So that you can see multiple yeah, like pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like it'll show a picture of her when she was five and a picture of her when now when she's 11. And it clearly knows that it's the same person and it's putting them side by side. Like that's really obviously like a nice way to use face recognition, yes. but it's fun. It, I, I completely agree. And, you know, um, there's a lot to recommend Google Photos, something the guys on ATP have talked about for years the belt and suspenders approach to keeping your, you know, photos safe and to set aside for a second, all the, I think, very good advice about backup, multiple backups, rotating offsite backups, all that kind of stuff. The other thing is, Hey, you know, Google photos is not very costly to like have all your stuff in Google photos. Mm -hmm. And like, now you've got a place where your photos all exist. If nothing else you could all, I mean, I don't want to say just an AWS bucket in the sky because that's not what it is for a variety of reasons. But I, I mean, it's a dumb hard drive in some ways. But but on top of that, it also does great stuff where you could say, well, these four people are a part of a group I'll call friends and family. And any time that or like this is just our household family or this is just our pets or this is just vacations or whatever. And right. Because it's Google. It's it's smart about that kind of stuff. No, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of benefit there. And. Like I, like I always want to, my, my sole rejoinder here is just, you know, if you want like, you know, booga booga, FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt stories, you'll get plenty of that. That's not what I'm looking at. Um, well, I was just, I just thought of a, a, a pretty bad analogy, but it's something to think about. Here's where we are. Here's where I am right now with this stuff is like, it is absolutely extraordinary. I have no way of knowing if uh, when I post things about this, if other people find it interesting, given the way that like people don't see anything on the internet anymore. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, yeah, yesterday we were rewatching Nice Guys, and basically, have you seen the movie The Nice Guys? Uh, it's really funny. It's Shane Black movie with Ryan Gosling. The nice Guys, twenty sixteen. Russell Crowe. In 1977, Los Angeles, single father and licensed private investigator Holland March, played by Gosling, is hired to investigate the apparent suicide of a famous porn star, Misty Mountains. Okay, I'll put it in the show The Russell Crowe character, my kid and I have been having this ongoing, or I've been having this conversation where I'll say, like, what do you think that person's alignment is? Because I think it's such an interesting idea. I think I misunderstood alignment a lot when I was younger. Like, you know, the lawful and when I, I, I used to want to be a paladin a lot because I was not a paladin in real life. Mm. But, you know, you got to be lawful good. 
uh, generally, you know. And uh, unless you're getting, but I said, hey, what was the, the Russell Crowe's character in uh, the Nice Guys? What what was his alignment? And it said that it thinks he's neutral good or chaotic neutral, maybe something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And it, it kind of said why. And then I said, well, now make a case to me. Because admittedly now, any other place, this would seem like I'm trying to like play the refs. But this is how this thing works. I say, okay, now, something along the lines of make, a, make an argument for me that given his personal and professional ethics, um, his character is actually lawful neutral. Because he follows a code, mm, right? Yeah, a code usually implies lawful. Even if the code is that you're evil, it's not it's that you. It's not code, that right? you're a. It's not that you're some kind of simple person who's scared of breaking the law. It's that you believe in order, order and codes and right. things like that. Like, a, like a samurai, but you know you might have an evil samurai. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see this if you if you watch the film. It's it's really it's really it's very very funny. Yeah, no, I, re- I can really recommend it. Um, and anyways, so like that's silly to somebody, but to mm. me that's interesting, and it really it gets me thinking about the you know the kinds of stuff that that you can do with this. Okay, but so so to get to the point though, mm. uh, so I have the reason I mention having that account is all right. Let me get this dumb analogy out of the way. Think, think about the various levels of talking or use employing what we call a telephone, like at the most basic example, like. <laughs> I've, you know, I've used some pretty gross payphones in my life. At the bottom level, you got a payphone where you got to go and you got to pump quarters into it, and it'll tell you like if your call is expiring. And it's not very fun to use, and it's not very hygienic, but it does do the basic thing of saying, "I'm at this physical location. I want to talk to someone else." At another physical location, that phone rings, they pick it up. And then you go down through that array. When you get to like, oh, we have this, I have this landline at my house or maybe even at my office. And the landline at my office has all these multiple lines and holds and transfers. And slipping slip Jimmy, you know, can ask the call to be transferred to this, this and such thing. And like that's, that's a big step up over a payphone, right? Then you get into like having a mobile phone. Think of like a pre-2008 mobile phone. And it's great. You could, you could SMS people. You got the T9 keyboard. You got all that stuff. That's all really good. But what's, what's the pattern through all this? It's getting easier to use. It's less difficult, less, less inconvenient to use. The feature set is not that different, really, from an early, like a, a payphone versus a landline versus an early mobile phone. Mm. Then you get all this extra functionality that, guess what, goes way beyond what we expect out of a phone. Right. To where then you get in 2008 and forward, you get the uh, an iPhone that does all this stuff where a phone is kind of secondary to it. Mm-hmm. Now let's jump way forward, however many years, to today where it's like, yeah, but I also can do stuff like say I can block a certain number or I can have do not disturb or focus mode on for this certain amount of time. And it's a real – we're so far away at that point from a pay phone that there are, it's hard to even like compare them. But what is it – apart from there's the technology that makes all that possible – on my iPhone 14 Pro, whatever. But there's also the fact that that technology is very tuned to me and what it knows about me. And at its best, on a good day, the umbrella service we call Siri is pretty good about saying stuff like, oh, I see you have a meeting scheduled for 11.15 Pacific with Dan Benjamin. You know, Do you want me to turn on Do Not Disturb? It's like, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, actually, I, I would like you to do that, right? Is that I, I haven't made my point yet, but you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? I'm, I'm following. It's going from a filthy payphone to like try and call a cab, <laughs> right? To like, I'm is this is tuned to only give me notifications from two people in my family and food delivery services. That's a pretty long way, 
and I can be anywhere when that arrives. Now, here's the thing with ChatGPT. I am, I do have an account there, like most people who've had an account there. Anybody who's got an account has had this ability, which is you go in and you create, you know, new, new prompts, new chats, they call them, right? Now, here's the, you, this is what you were getting at, I think. You go in and, and I, I, this is, this was initially what got me so interested in this is the sort of notional memory of this stuff, like learning right. from me. And it'll constantly tell you as an AI model, I blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about you and blah, blah. But you know what? If you, if you go into a thread and you say, my, you know, I, I did this on our vacation recently where I was feeding it, telling it the schedule, like where we were, what we did as kind of a paper prototype for what I want this to be, which is I want this to be my everything bot. And I could say like, where did we eat dinner last night? And it would remember only in that thread. If you open up a new chat and start, no, it does not have any memory. It has no sort of institutional memory of you in general, and it has no specific personal memory of you specifically, mm -hmm. which I, I, I think I super understand why they would want to not creep you out with that and why you want to like, you know, you know, not make a big mess of it. But here's the thing. Having that account with that login means that I can maintain until it gets sick of it and says, go start a new thread. I can sort of encourage it to learn from me just locally in this one little alcove I've created, this one chat. So for example, I could go in and say, I, I could treat that like a diary. I could treat that like a, <laughs> a, a journal for taking medication. Like imagine that with somebody in your family where you could say, I just took this and that at this time. And all you have to do is yell into the air. But I don't know if that's making sense, but that, that's the super powerful stuff is when you can say, you can do stuff in some of these models, you can drop in hundreds of words of text and say, hey, write like me based on this sample. Right. You can't upload all of your photos. You can't upload all of your writing. You can't do all of that stuff. And a lot of people wouldn't want to, which I understand. But the the part of that, that, that uh, where I'm up, up against it a little bit right now in terms of moving forward is I do have that account there, but I also have the Federico, Federico Vitici has a, a wonderful new shortcut he recently released that allows you to do ChatGPT searches on, um, on iOS and iPadOS, and it's really, oh, yeah. really good. But like, unless you, and this is not a ding, but like, it's not like that I know of, like almost all of these, it's not captured in any one place. There's not like, like when I do, for example, when I do, I use Descript for every podcast I do to do show notes and for Roderick on the line, it's where I quote unquote edit the show. Right. And with that, I can do a search across everything that's ever been like voice recognized in there. I can find all of this stuff. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and each time it does a transcript, I have it set to automatically save a .text file to a Dropbox folder, which is a hack, but that means now anything that's ever been said or has been transcribed hopefully correctly you following is appears in a text file in this folder and I could go some I go say find every time John Roderick mentioned his sister Susan and I could r roughly get that figured out well over here I've got this silo of stuff that's all the chat stuff that mostly doesn't know who I am I have a few on chat GPT I have a handful that know who I am and, and has some sort of very limited domain of information about beyond the, the what it was trained on right but then I've got the Federica one over here, which I can share. I've got the, the, um, the one with the robot over there. It's just that they're not all going to the same place, in addition to which they're not utilizing what could be known about me. And that's where I'm like, ah, I really, I want a way to like, I, it's not that I'm asking for that much. It doesn't feel like I'm asking for like huge leaps forward in functionality right now. It feels not like really. I'm- Not really. I think I'm mainly just asking for like a consolidation 
of where all that data lives and eventually like what it knows. Well, you know, I just was reading something the other day and I think it was, it was a news story that was talking about how I guess some nefarious person had, was trying to, I don't know if they were trying to get ransom money or what exactly they were trying to do, but they had used one of those oh, right, to fake a voice. systems to face like the daughter's voice and then yeah, call yeah, the mom and have her sound like she's in peril and I think they very quickly figured out that it wasn't real, but you know, no, but if, you can, I mean, I'm like, I hate to say this cause it's such a, a dumb middle-class white guy thing to say, but it, it's close enough that it seems real. I mean, if I was in the wrong state, I might think about how much social engineering goes on where you go like, Oh, you got to go change your password right now. And it has to be this super secure password. I'm going to exactly. give you, did it match? Yes, it matched. Well, great. You're safe now. I mean, that, exists is how it is and i understand i do understand that but a friend of the show neil dash said something a long time ago that I, I think is such an interesting thing i don't know if it's true i don't know if it's accurate i don't know if it remains true but a million years ago when we were all doing blogs and neil said and it had to do with deuce with uh, heather armstrong saying nobody's ever been fired from their job because of their blog they got fired from their job because of bad judgment which I think is it's a very interesting idea. Again, I'm not here to stipulate whether or not I think that's 100% true. I think that's, that's close enough to true over 80% of the time. It's not what you wrote. If you'd never posted what you wrote, you wouldn't have a problem. You posted what you wrote publicly. You specifically named where you worked and the names of people you work with, for example. I'm not, I don't remember exactly what happened with Heather and how she got fired, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a question of judgment. And so, like... You know, I, I do think it's still useful to say, well, you know what? There's crappy people in the world. There's crappy people using crappy. Like, you think this is new? You think like you think the Nigerian print scam was like invented because of AI? No, that's <laughs> just been around forever. So I, I take all of that with a grain of salt. But I guess what I, in my head, as somebody who doesn't really who doesn't understand how this stuff exactly works, there is a thought that keeps coming to mind, which is, okay, you trained these. Uh, LLMs on, you know, huge, you know, piles of text and data and information and associations, however that's done up through whatever that was, 2020, whenever they trained it, like that, that all got trained, that's all there, that's all good, but like, what is it that that thing did that's so special? Well, it learned how to learn. It's just that in that instance, I was just watching, actually, uh, coincidentally, I was watching a YouTube video this morning, a Vox video from that guy with the mustache about whether, uh, how and whether AI is good, could replace green screens. Mm. Oh, right. And because you're basically training the same kind of way that you would train uh, a production. What, well, I don't know what the word is these days. We used to call it a production artist. Like somebody whose job it is to do stuff like go in and knock out all of the spaces between the hairs so you get a good chroma key screen. Right. Right. You're, it's not that you're saying like, oh, this is green and this is person and this is robot. It's that you're, you're teaching it something much more interesting. Like you're teaching it how to look for these patterns. You train it on these 5,000 images and pretty soon it gets good at knowing that's hair and that's robot. Title. Um, <laughs> but now let, let, let's take that to some kind of a notional uh, next level for daddy, which is like, yeah, now how are you going to learn from me, guy? Like take all that stuff you've got. I've seen this. I can. I. I I'm not. I'm trying to not commit to notes stuff because I've gotten really lax about it. But, mm. but I have so many threads where that have been fascinating. Where I've asked it what it remembers about me. I go back later to check back in, and I say something. You know, I ask it a question that can be, that I ask it a question that I gave it the answer to specifically. Yes. And I'm happy that it, that it knows that. What I'm really interested in 
is the more slightly more subtle stuff of, oh, uh, which of those restaurants did we go to the night before? Right. And this, this now we're touching on stuff like what we've talked about with your Google Home Hub. Yes. Where like you ask a follow up question and it knows what this or that or more or whatever means in context with what you asked before. Well, this is really it's doing a real nice job with that and is able to draw basic inferences like, you know, the kind of inferences you could, I guess, probably expect from a pretty alert fourth grader mm-hmm. of like, you know, if, if you, you know, sort of like. 101 level SAT questions of like if you went if you went to lunch at Taco Bell on Monday and you had diarrhea on Monday night um if di- if your diarrhea was gone by the next morning what day of the week was that <laughs> and i think i did that math correct the, the arithmetic and it would, that would be tuesday right well you didn't tell it it was tuesday it figured out that it was tuesday yeah. and and most of us would go well yeah duh uh, i've known about weeks since i was real little does that make me ai yeah but no it's 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 coming through that information and 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 even though it's it's really closer to what do we study in science in fifth grade uh potential versus kinetic energy there's a lot of potential information there but then there's kinetic information like it actually can pull those things together now imagine i take a larger corpus of data than two nights in mendocino county which sounds like a captain b fart record but like but you take say like, like those two nights i could say like oh yeah and when did we do this and when did we do that when did when did grandma take her pills when when um when did i change the filter on this you know um air cleaner right that's all pretty much table stake stuff that as i've said before i do today with things like a combination of calendar gmail and photos is how i remember anything where like, if I want to figure out when we went somewhere, I sometimes start with photos. If it's in the last 10 years and there's a good chance it's geolocated, and then I can eventually find like what I'm looking for by triangulating all these different sources. Well, let's spoil the ending here. Dude, do that for me freaking all the time. Yeah. Like what, how, how often is it that I end up going to the dentist or uh, cleaning out the coolers or replacing that filter or whatever it is? All of this background stuff that is... So much of that is extant right now, either in a journal, in a text file, in a calendar, in all of those things. But then you can also ask it to be kind of smart and say like, hey, let's say I've done a pretty good, I'm almost done. Let's take that example of changing um, like your HVAC system, you need to clean, change the filter, right? And you know that you've been pretty great about doing that exactly every, however often, six months or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you're not sure if you miss some. I mean, I can imagine asking a question like, I, I change this filter every six months, but I might have missed a couple. Does it look like I'm really actually behind, or does it look like I forgot to write one down? It can figure that out for you. I, I see this all the time. And so, yeah, that's what I, I mean. I know there for slightly wonkier folks, there are ways to go get some repo and, like, uh, you know, point it at your stuff. But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm excited about. And I don't want it to be terrible, but, like, I'm already seeing such benefits from this. And on a purely personal level, I like the waking. I like the way that it's making me think differently. After twenty some years of Google, where I learned to think a certain way to find stuff, now I think my kid thinks I'm nuts. Like, why are you searching for this stuff inside of ChatGPT? And I'm like, well, that's a project. Dan asked, that's a project of mine, and so that's where I try to focus these efforts. But you know, having all this stuff hither and thither and yawn all over the place kind of makes it feel like I'm just borrowing a lot of other people's payphones. <laughs> You know, I think you're on to something, though. I'm gonna. That's a good title too. Barring other people. Thank you. Payphones. Yeah, I think where we are now is we finally have 
a big piece of a thing that we've been wanting and, and looking for when it comes to computers, which is the dream that we would be... Who's, who I want, I want you to me? learn from me rather than me having to learn you. Exactly. Like, here's me do stuff. And yeah. it, honestly, that's like, that's as, as much as we want to say, you know, you have these, like I was saying before, like this uh, person who's trying to blackmail these people. In the article, it said that there are some of these, you know, AI systems that instead of having to listen to hours and hours or hundreds of hours of someone's voice to be able to copy it, they can hear in the article it said like three words. I don't know how good something's <laughs> going to be. I've heard from that that has words. gotten a lot, a lot. Like when I train Descript again, Descript is an app. I think it's Descript app, but just go search for Descript app, <laughs> and uh, it's it's one of its hallmark features. Though so the big feature, I guess, secondary is that it takes the audio you put into it, turns it into a blended file without having to worry about drift and all that kind of stuff that I right. despise. You just drop these two, three, five, six files in, and it'll create a blended file of all those. And obviously that's, it's easier for me if I have the two original files from Roderick on the line, that's way easier than Jason Snell trying to do that with six people in three continents. Oh, yeah. But, but so, so B, yeah, it, it does do that. That's incredible. But A then to do that, it's creating its own version of a transcript. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. It's close enough. And then that can be edited like a word processor. So like, you don't have to go, you can still go into the timeline and select and delete or move or whatever, but but that's all just like built right in. You just go select a bunch of uhs, or you can say take out filler words, take out pauses, all that. It knows all of that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's been transformative in how I think about what I do. It, in some ways, it's kind of raised the bar for me personally, somewhat professionally, about mm -hmm. what I want to put into this because I have this amazingly powerful tool for that stuff right now. Um, and it also has a thing called overdub, which I've used me almost exclusively for comedy, which is that you can have it learn your voice. So you read stuff and you read it in different, you train it, right? So you read, you read this long thing and it says, now read this like you're angry. Read, the, read this like you're amused. Read this like it's neutral, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you've just tr basically trained a model where like if you forgot or you forgot to say the offer code or it's an old offer code, you could replace just that word. And it's, pretty good but that took all of that training and it's, oh, yeah. it's still not exactly like perfect uh, what you're describing though i feel like every six it's like moore's law or something i feel like every six months we get a new report about how much less of a corpus of spoken data it needs to replicate that and we've seen this with deep fakes for years now but yeah yeah and, and that freaks people out which i think is understandable well you know there are lots of things that we've seen in the past that are like you know like analyze take take this article that i wrote and tell me about me you know remember those things when that first came out and how people were like blown away because it's like that, that you could give Music it a sample stuff? of your writing oh oh I, i'm always reminded of the thing where there was a like a major domo there's some kind of a demon where you could tell it your favorite bands and it would send you back seven bands and you would say which bands are that and like within three rounds it was like telling you what your favorite bands are <laughs> Back when That's they used to call cool. it collaborative filtering, back in the days oh, before, yeah. like recommended for you. Yeah, yeah. But you're, I, so you're saying a, you feed it, you feed it writing, and it does what? Well, like you, it, this has existed for a while, but you would give it writing, you give it like a sample of your writing, and it could say, it could tell you about yourself, basically. Oh. But yeah. what what I think where we're at now is even way more interesting than that, because where we're at now is we have the ability to give something data 
whether it's something that we've written or stuff that we've said, you know, like in a podcast or whatever. And what these things are able to do now or will very shortly be able to do is what kind of what you alluded to at the beginning of, of what you were saying, which is like, write something. Because right now you can go to ChatGPT and you can say, write me an essay explaining symbol, the symbolism of Beowulf's mother. And it'll write a really good essay about you that. Could say, you could say, write me 500 words on Grendel in the voice of Tyler Durden, and it well, would do its best. You know, I want it to be in my you voice. You want to be Dan. You want pure Dan. Yeah, because yeah. then I wouldn't, you know, if I was you in college. You get caught by your teacher. I wouldn't yeah. get caught because it's not going to, like, so that when I ask it, Make write me this like essay. Me. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I say write like me and, and write me this essay, it's not going to write the same essay for you that it writes for me because it's going to sound like me. And not like you. And I think yeah, you're like, talking also about like forensics, deal. right? There's that idea in forensics where like whether that's the way Zodiac Killer draws these symbols or like or you know, the way somebody signs something, like there's forensics, there's patterns that you're not aware of in something like your handwriting or your drawing or the way that you uh, draft, you know, write. Not not handwrite, but you know, right. type. Yes. The, 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 like there are quirks probably to the way, like we all have friends where you're like, like I have a dear friend who always says, uh, as the subject of a sentence, will say something like uh, this person and myself. And every time they do it, I go, Ugh. Mm -hmm. just say, I, you don't need to say myself. It doesn't, but like if that person, that person does it enough that if you, I had to pick out of a lineup, five people, I would be able to guess which one was my dear friend because he likes to use say, and myself. Right. That's right. A kind of a tell almost yeah. like in a poker way. So some small stuff, but you could also notice that like maybe the way, maybe your writing becomes different. Maybe let's say you write something that's a thousand word lo words long and, and nobody writes anymore, but like, like nobody really writes, but, <laughs> but if you were to write something that's a thousand words long, there might be a d change in the sort of the velocity, the vocabulary, the length of sentences. If you looked at samples of that person's writing over time, you'd be able to see a pattern that becomes, if not a fingerprint, at least like a pretty good drawing, mm -hmm. line drawing of a face mm -hmm. yeah. to identify. And I guess Word Forever was a superior wharf, or like there's the ones where you could say like, how difficult is this to read? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and, and some, of, I, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, but some of these I played with, one of the fun things people do is like you load it up, uh, chat GPT, with like sort of an assumption or a pre-prompt. And I, there's actually a, there's a, a repo from this dude I checked out that's pretty neat where it's like, um, I think I told you this, but like, I'm going to talk to you like you're a person interviewing me for a job, only respond as somebody who's interviewing me for a job, et cetera. And like basically rules for our conversation, like I wish I could do with every Lyft driver. But you, you lay that out and then, and then you can treat it as a person. Treat, be a, you know, be a writing teacher or, you know, be a, you, I, you know what? I haven't tried this, but I bet you could go in and say, Act like you're a tenure track associate professor who went to this university, studied. The, I, who knows how far you can take this stuff, but you know it isn't. It, sh it oughtn't just be thought of as something for cheating because those people are going to be working in a mine soon anyway. You know, um, p people who cheat in college would steal sheep, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And 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 fine, whatever. That's hard for teachers. I realize that's difficult. Well, you know, life's hard for everybody. Um, but but like, there's so much in here that is immediately useful. I you know, here's one. This is boy, I'm really gonna get myself in trouble for this. Um, um, a rant that's always like about two minutes away from coming out of my mouth is my problems with authority and power in America. And the way that works, and in particular how I despise dealing with people in medicine. I think about my mom, 
I mean, I think an early example of this was when my mom, I found out my mom was on an opioid patch and was being like unmonitored by the doctor. Oh. It just kept refilling a way too high amount of a painkiller that was for after a surgery. And because my mom's a person who follows rules, she just kept slapping that thing on. It was like, hey, when's the last time you talked to Dr. Whoever? And that's when I, at the time, I was a project manager and I said to my mom, you really, you need a project manager for your health. You'll, you cannot count on the system to take care of you. Well, let's jump forward 20 years. And now I, I, I'm in a position now where I'd love to be able to say, I've been taking this kind of medicine for this long. I've been having these kinds of side effects for that long, whatever. I'm not saying this is perfect, but aren't there ways that I can go beyond just searching WebMD for skin cancer? Aren't there things that I could be doing that would help me to at least be alerted to things that I need to look out for or to find relationships I might not have been aware of? When people first, you ever had a medication where it says, don't eat grapefruit while you're taking this? Oh, yeah. And you're like, what? Like an antibiotic has because issues Because you know there was somebody who was like, hey, it looks like this has really strange effects when people are, it's not grapefruit per se, but some constituent of an ingredient in grapefruit causes this to have an unexpected side effect or synergy. And so like who, the first person who discovered that, they were probably like, you're out of your goddamn mind. This, this is, we're not in like the fruit warning industry. There's no way. But eventually that became true. It got printed on boxes. Well, like that is, those bits of information, those particular kinds of weird like edge cases are out there for so much of our lives. And like you can even bring it down to something like my personality and my mood. And you could say like, well, given uh, this data set right here, what, what are, what are times where I probably didn't realize like uh, I was depressed or I wasn't sleeping enough or I don't know. I just, I do feel like that is just about in reach, but for that to really become useful, the same way as all those health tracking apps only become useful when they're talking to each other about everything and storing everything. That's, that's what I'm pining for at this point. Um, yeah, you, you have something to tell me about that you like. Yes. But, I don't, but, okay. Doesn't matter. I want to tell you about a couple more that I like. Um, okay. no, this one, this is, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a whacker. I'm not a hacker. I'm not leet, you know, <laughs> but I am enough of a weirdo that I have, for example, a spreadsheet where I track the height of actors and actresses. And I think it's a fun thing that I do. And, but like I, to make it easy on myself, I was entering it only as uh, total inches in height. So this, this person is 72 inches tall, right? But when I'm like glancing it with my eyeballs, I'd like to see it in feet and inches. This is not difficult to do. But do I really want to spend all that time Googling Google Sheets? No. How about this? I say, I need a Google Sheets way <laughs> to turn total height in inches into height in feet and inches. And it gives me a one line, probably 60 character thing that I can just paste in to Google Sheets, right? So equals integer paren A1 divided by 12. And, and it does the whole formula. It adds the spaces so it looks pretty. And then I change that to be the right tick marks so it would look even prettier. Like that kind of stuff. Like I, I remember the first time you ever yelled like how many fluid ounces are in a cup and it knew. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. In the early days of ALEX. Yeah. That was, well, so, now, that was you, huge. Like that you, was like the selling point. Like you can be in the kitchen, your hands are in the middle of something cooking and you're like how many teaspoons and a tablespoon and it, right, know, right. it knows merlin but it knows I, it knows it's all in there now this is now this is very this could be kind of eye rolly i'm being defensive already but like if i want to know how tall brandon tarth is 
I, I you know, in, in a former time, I would have said I would have gone and I would have Googled for what's the name. I think her name is Gwendolyn something, Christy. But I'd go find her and I'd search and I'd, and I'd type the right thing and I'd use all my Google foo from the last 20 years. But ever since I've used this stuff, if I'm going to do that now on Google, I just need a quick and dirty. I'll just go in and say, height of actress who plays Brienne of Tarth in feet and inches. And Google, believe it or not, yeah, Google will pull that right up. That's so subtle in terms of difference. But I'm getting past what I was introduced to by John Syracuse as the XY problem. I'm getting past like these little onesie twosie things I want. So like, what is it you actually want to know here? Ultimately, what I want is I want an integer. <laughs> I want a number that I can paste into this sheet mm-hmm. and it'll do that for me. So it's having an effect on me. As I said to my friend Alex, I think I said this to you, I feel like we're both mentees. There's no mentor in that relationship. What else did I look? Let me do a couple more. Uh, let see if I got any other good ones. Oh, yeah. I, I said, um, I want you to recommend some movies I would enjoy uh, based on these five, uh, six movies. And it did a real good job with that. How many times has somebody in a clown and clown makeup ever appeared on Law and Order SVU? It got that, it got that really wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, there's there are it limits. It did better at how many times has Joffrey Baratheon been slapped? It, I, I helped it with that. It said five. I, I now, when you help it, it though, it doesn't go no, into the. That's the thing. Yeah. I wanted to remember Joffrey got slapped remember. in that one too. You left out a Tyrion slap. That was a very good slap. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm running into things like, like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm back on using Datum, D-A-Y-T-U-M, the wonderful website and service oh, for yeah, you just told me tracking stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, and we talked last time about how, for example, you can ask it to make a bunch, you know, a dot .bunch file for you and things like that. Well, you know, like I, so I said, can you interact with Datum for me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I, I can't do that. So what, I, you know, I did, I, I, I'll put all my stuff as a CSV. And I, I paste, I said, analyze this. And then I pasted in this giant blob of comma-separated values. And, you know, it does, it says the provided data appears to be a CSV of several rows, each representing an event or item, and then explains what each of them appears to be. It says where there's ones that have more data than others. Like, you know, I need this. I, this is going to be my... Um, uh, Tweaky and uh, and what's his name, Doctor Neapopolis? What was the doctor? Who's who's the doctor on his chest on Tweaky's chest? Doctor Theopolis. Theopolis. Yeah, I need a Doctor <laughs> Theopolis. And it's, and it's that's what we all want. We all want a little, <laughs> little frisbee shaped ro- you know, brain yes. computer brain around on, our on neck. a penis robot. Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants to ask it how to f- reformat the SD card for my CPAP machine. <laughs> Ask how to reset my maps for my Roomba. <laughs> how to make hand sanitizer with Everclear. That turned out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best documentary about Theranos? These are all pretty boring. These aren't all going to be bangers. Ask to teach me how to sprout green onions and romaine lettuce. We're doing that right now. Um, how long was Pete Willis's guitar solo in Bringing on the Heartbreak? Mm-hmm. He'll just tell you that. Just knows. Yeah. Says it plays plays for uh, sixteen bars. The solo begins at around the two thirty six mark of the song and lasts until around two fifty seven. And the interesting thing is, it's not listening to the song to tell you that. And that's one of the things that is kind of missing. You can't. That's that's a really good point. You can't say to it. It's not looking. It's not watching the video. Right. And 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 dropping flags or markers. It can only do stuff that it already knows about. So you can't say, read this article for me. Or, or read these articles or read everything this one author has ever written unless it's already done that. 
And that's the whole thing about pointing it at your home directory with all your text files exactly. in it or your emails. I want it to learn from me the same way that it learned from everybody else. You can't say to it, would I like the new uh, Star Wars movie? Would, it, would I like the new Marvel movie? Whatever. You can't ask it that because it doesn't know who As you are. As an artificial are. intelligence language model, right. I don't have a sense of whether right. movies are and good. That's, but that's what we want. But you, is, can, but you can also ask it to pretend it does. That's the, that's the neat part. <laughs> No, no, no. That's why. How do you example, do, how do you ask it that? Well, think about what I asked before when I said, "Is Russell Crowe's character in this movie? What's his alignment?" And it goes, "Well, here's his alignment based on what I think." And then I said, "Okay, well, now make a case." It's almost like law school. Like go in now or debate club forensics. Go make a case for the, his being lawful neutral, and it, it's fine doing that. It can take on a guise, whether that's Tyler Durden or you know somebody who knows more than it thinks. But like this is, I see this is where I like this feels does give me tingles a little bit. So I said, how long does Pete Willis? How long the wonderful song "Bring It On the Heartbreak" 1981 Def Leppard song. And I said, how long's the solo? And it gave me that. Next question. I said, but that's Phil Collin, shown in the video, right? Remember the guy with the Explorer? Oh yeah. Who with the the? And it said, you're correct. I apologize for my previous response. The guitar solo on "Bring It On the Heartbreak" was actually performed. Um, Wait, let's see. So by Phil Collin, not Pete Willis. I think this is incorrect. I said, I think Pete played the recorded solo, but it left the band by the time they did the video. I said, you are correct. I apologize for my mistake. He did, in fact, play the solo. And it goes on and explains that. And at this point, it's just kind of trying to like you know cover his tracks. And then I said, did you know that I bought a sleeveless British flag shirt at the Wagon Wheel Flea Market in Pinellas Park in 1983? And it, it, it didn't know that. It did not. It no. was not able to know and that. And if, if I had my way, it would learn that. It would know what else I bought that day. It would know I bought I, I bought a a, a a counterfeit Nike shirt, some unsharpened, very small uh, shuriken, and and probably some kind of a hot dog. But just imagine the power. How much more useful something like that would be. I do. I do. And that's constantly. that's the thing, and that's where I'm really. It, we're really. I mean, a few months ago there was no ChatGPT. None of this stuff was happening. And now it's all here and it's integrated into everything. And every big tech company is like, this is the future. And this is what we're investing everything in. I mean, look at six months ago, we were talking about Facebook and meta and the metaverse, like that was ever going to happen. And then this comes around. That's like history. Like nobody's interested in that. This is everything now. This is everything right. that every company is talking about. Everybody's talking about this. Well, no, every company's like, focusing. oh my god, Google Google Alphabet stock is dropping because they're not responding fast enough. And like, yeah. for somebody like me who I do not pay over much attention to these particular kinds of tech headlines, although I'm very much aware of them, probably more than your ordinary bear. Mm. But like, I know um, I know those things. I've heard those things. I've heard about the purported. Am I correct? Billions that Facebook has put into the yes. metaverse stuff? Yes. Like a lot of money. It was a big, and it was an ambitious project and took a lot of people and I'm sure they all worked really hard, but it is kind of wild how mm -hmm. like, like you're saying, like mm, one doesn't want to say 9-11, but in that same way of like, oh man, this thing, something just came along that we could not really have anticipated in the way that it happened on the day that it happened. But this thing has come along in the last couple of months that is disrupting a lot of things including you you cannot undersell this public opinion about this stuff people have very strong opinions about the stuff even though most have never used it mm -hmm. because it, it does it it seems like skynet or whatever then there's other people like me who are like oh my god give me all of it open the hose all the way i want i can't even imagine what a better human i'm ready i've never been interested in stuff like oh i'm you know uh 
<sighs> kind of stuff that my friend Alex likes. Like, oh, I'm going to get a, like a tattoo of a barcode or I'm going to get a SIM chip implanted in my eye or whatever. Like, I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to augment my body. Jesus, I don't even want to get surgery, let alone a tattoo. But like, but I'm super interested in, in somebody, in somebody tattooing my data. Do it. I think that is something that is the future, though. If you think about it, the mm-hmm. the the whole thing of having something that knows you, like right now, think about all the applications that we've had to use in the past, even just like news ones where it's like, enter six of the things that you're interested in. I'm interested in entertainment and sports <laughs> and politics. Which like, of these arbitrary categories that we just made up for marketing reasons? It's like when you go to Twitter and you're like, identify your ad interests. Well, my ad interest is none of your terrible ads. <laughs> That's right. And it imagine really if I'm into like that, I'm like into medical crypto or something. I don't understand who it thinks that I am. You know, imagine if we could hand it like the archive of all the emails that we've sent in the last 10 years or everything that we've written or every podcast we've recorded. And yeah. you could say to it, go listen to these podcasts. This is us talking and come back and tell me what, look at all the photos that I've Let taken. Let alone what you could do with a small team. I uh, have, uh, God, I don't even know how to phrase this. There's a guy I know uh, who was kind of a big shot at Apple a few years ago. And um, one of the things that he worked on was, I think this is a a pretty big formal effort at Apple. I've known a couple people. It's kind of in the whole, like, yes, it's training, but it's also, it's, you know, Apple U, Apple, you know, uh, Apple University or whatever, but there's also this sense of like, we want to make sure our institutional knowledge doesn't walk out the door. There's all kinds of stuff that we want to really understand beyond just like this person's emails or whatever, mm-hmm. though, who would have imagined it could be quite as interesting as it is now. But I think one way to do that is the same way that like maybe something like Slack tries to do. But imagine in your your small team, if you're a, like a startup, a small company, mm-hmm. and you've got three or four people working there. Like, think about all the different kinds of things that could be employed to, like, consolidate that information. And maybe by bringing in somebody from outside, say, well, find, find me missing bits of information. What's something we should be talking about more here that we're not? Or, right. I don't know. I just, I agree with you. And I, I think you're right, though. I think that will become, for better or for worse or whatever, I, I hope that that'll be. The problem is, of course, I wasn't going to be negative at all, except everything eventually gets turned into shit is the problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, eventually the be- all the best stuff, you know, whether that's spirituality or patriotism or family, everything gets eventually somebody figures out how to, you know, put a cash register on it and wheeze your juice. And I'm not looking forward to that particularly, but I don't know. What are you going to do? You can't wish it away. No, you can't. Yeah. yeah. You can't. And I, that's the thing is I was thinking about this just last night. I was like, this is here now, <laughs> you know, this is from now on. And as much as people are saying, oh, we need to be careful about this. We need to do it. This is here. Like this is now. And for the rest of our lives and for anyone born from now on, this is what we have. We have these language models, these things that learn and all of this stuff. And it's not going to go away and there's nothing that we can do about it except kind of embrace it and figure out how to work with it and make it a well, thing so, that- so to the extent possible, figure out how to use it constructively. You know, there was a line in um, a book that I read and, and talked about for my undergrad thesis. I think it was from the, it might've been, it might've been, I think it was written by Todd Gitlin his book called Watching Television, a collection of essays. But I just, there's this phrase that I remember really jumping out at me at the time, which is something along the lines of, 
we have to learn, we have to develop the ability to talk about TV, to talk about television without being either wowed or neutered by it. Meaning, meaning, like this is, we're talking here in the mid 80s, this book came out. And in the mid, even by the mid 80s, everybody was like, oh my God, on the one hand, TV is the stupidest thing in the world and I'm just ignoring it because it's for dumb people. Or, oh my God, TV is the most important force in the world and it's the way that, you know, empires shift and evolve and all this kind of stuff. And I, he just was saying this very sober way. Well, I, what I got from that was we don't benefit from getting really emotional and irrational about this stuff. You know, on the one hand saying like, oh my gosh, yeah, t- TV stole my baby. Or on the other hand, you know, TV made me a millionaire or whatever. But somewhere in between, how do we look at it in a slightly more cold-eyed way and like be able to harness and utilize what this, what this in this case, AI uh, could be great at. But I don't know. And also, just every, Twitter's broken, everybody. Everybody's so goddamn stupid now. We all have brain worms. And, like, everybody's, everybody's operating at a level so far below how smart they think they are. And, like, the speed of the takes comes. And it's just, it's all so, it's so difficult to have a serious conversation about any of this stuff. Because we tend to fall directly into this, like, um, FML life thing of like, oh, that's it. Oh, this is the worst. Forget it. Meh. Robert Mueller. Meh. And like everybody, uh, <laughs> but like, like, you know, you're a grown person. Can't you find it in you to be a little bit more rational in the way that you think about this and talk about this? Does everything have to turn into like a cafeteria table like in a middle school? <laughs> right. Can't you have, can't you have a conversation about this stuff for more than a couple minutes without it? And you see me struggling with it because everybody yeah. struggles with it. Sure. Yeah, it's Twitter's fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, everything's Twitter's fault. But I, I, you know, Uh we're we're really close, Merlin, to where Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to be a few years ago when we were talking about this, which is that that we can have something that we can talk to and ask it to do things and have it understand what we're actually saying, not, you know, dim the lights in the master bedroom, uh, you know, increase the temperature in the house two degrees. Like, that's really cool. That's really useful stuff. But wouldn't it be better if it actually had an understanding about us as as people and could that, learn and could learn and, and could learn like, and could understand that like at I'm nighttime we want it cooler. That, there's a pattern happening here that you're probably not aware of, but I can benefit from as your smart buddy, as your Doctor Theophilus. Right. Like, I can learn from this pattern. I can learn that. Oh, I see here. Think about this one. Like just dumb stuff that that really probably like trip it could do at this point. I see here that you have a flight later today that is leaving from the city in which you appear to be right now. That's pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You just got a thing from freaking Delta that says, Hey, your flight's leaving seven hours late today. We hope, <laughs> but whatever. And you go like, Oh, well, okay. Well that, that tells, that should tell the dingus a lot about me. I'm probably a little bit panicked trying to get out of the house. Is everything in order? It knows that these are the times that maybe that like, I tend to like do something really dumb, <laughs> like forget something really stupid, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, you know what I mean? And like, but like, like integrate that, integrate that into like compensatory uh, mental and emotional muscles that can help me do the kind of stuff that I need to do. But also then also still have the presence of mind to go, hey, you know, that bagel place y'all like, or that, I don't know, let's say you're flying to Kansas City. There's this barbecue place you've always wanted to try that's near the airport. It doesn't mean my life stops because I get nervous about travel. Right. But I will have more confidence in every aspect of this. If you see, if you start treating my life the way I want to treat my life, mm. the way I want to treat my life is an, integ- is an integrative 
um, continuity. We're like, there's this thing, I was born, and I'll die, and in between there's stuff, <laughs> and I'm constantly moving, there's this stuff going on, and like, right. help me be less terrible at that. And that, that can be fun, that can be silly, but like, the sort of like, ha ha ha, I don't understand what you asked for, so here's a joke instead, as you and I have stipulated, is very, very frustrating. Um, and also then there's just this death by a thousand cuts stuff where like, I keep every day I wake up and I've got a different thing screwed up about my sleep schedule on my watch and Apple health mm. because I, I just left it alone for a long time. I said, okay, act like I go to bed at 1115, act like I get up at seven. And I was like, you know, I don't, I really, what I really want, I'm increasingly getting to where I just want do not disturb on all the time for everything. Yeah. Anybody in the world, one of my dear friends who just feels like texting me at what what is 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. for them, but it's, you know, 4 a.m. for me, that could be going off unless I have DND on. But how do I get it to be smarter about that? No, I that I want this amount of time for when I'm in bed, but, like, I, I don't want alarms except after this point unless, and, like, I'm having to be the one coming up with all the arrays and the ifs and the conditionals to make that stuff work, which is fine. Because this is not for normal people. Normal people, I would bet, are not spending a ton of time thinking about how to utilize iPhone home screens, do not disturb, and filtering on like seven different focus modes. I bet, I wonder how many people out there have ever done anything more than edit a focus mode, let alone make one from scratch. Oh, yeah. Inqu ditto shortcuts, right? Yeah. All this incredibly powerful stuff. But like, then you get in there and now you're in the weeds and guess what? Here comes the thousand cuts. Where, like, my alarm is going off at 7 a.m. My kid's going, like, your watch is beeping in the other room. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just trying to have a life, and it's fighting me. But that's the kind of, like, for example, like I say, we have a, a little heater, room heater in our room. And, and I, I've i named it something sensible. And But every time I say turn that off, then, like, everything in that part side of the house turns off. And I'm like, I don't know why that's happening. That's it's inferring some kind of a zone that's not there. So I, I don't know why, but like there are quality of life things attached to this. We all, we all joke, for example, about like, like what is the last great movie where a telephone, landline telephone was important in the plot that, you know, I, one of the classics I would say is Matrix, like telephones um, have a big role in that and where they wouldn't today. You, it isn't just, we don't all have that cool Nokia phone and mm -hmm. like, you know, but you got to get into the phone booth and the Trinity's going to get beamed up or whatever. And, <laughs> but like, so that went away. Uh, there's, there's so many things where GPS, if you see GPS in a TV show, like a Better Call Saul kind of show, yes. it's Mike Ermitraut sitting there with some kind of a thing that looks like an oscilloscope. Oh yeah. Trying to find the goober like the, that's in Nacho's car or whatever. But now we just you just say to your car, get me to this place. Or I can say to my watch, give me directions to thus and such. And it finds me walking directions to wherever. Yeah. That's no longer I mean, I remember we very, very, very first got a Garmin uh GPS and it had a little SD card. You could put MP3s on it. It was so weird. You could put custom maps, you could buy custom maps to put on your Garmin. But the thing that I mainly well, you had away to with, because there were certain areas it, it couldn't do. It couldn't. There be get dragons. That. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to download the There Be Dragons package? <laughs> um, but I would, you know. But remember what what I mainly remember from that period of the early to mid two thousands was the following. Oh, however many syllables, four syllables. <sighs> Recalculating. Recalculating. Remember this early yes. GPS. Recalculating. 
thing where it's like, I already told you now, we'll take a U-turn at the soonest, blah, blah. And it drives, drives you freaking crazy because it's so pot committed to like this way of you getting to the McDonald's. <laughs> like if you don't go this way to the McDonald's, <laughs> right. I swear to God, I'm going to be so mad recalculating, recalculating. But what happens today? I see this on my bike. I see this in our automobile. I see this where it just, you know what? It adapts. And it goes, okay, well, if you're still wanting to go to McDonald's, you can take the next left. If you miss that, it goes, take the next left. It doesn't yell at you. No. It understands that you're, you're maybe, it understands that you do know something about where you are. <laughs> you understand the cardinal directions and know that this is Northeast, which is where McDonald's right. is right. or whatever. But you're no longer, I'm, it's no longer like I'm being given some kind of constant, like, um, you know, gamja bar at the neck if, if I don't do the right U-turn to get my Big Mac. Gamja Bar. Gamja Bar. McDonald's is the mind killer. I think you're you're onto something though. Thank you. And that is that it's not like it's not like these devices have gotten more intelligent. It's like the creators of the apps have said, Oh, you know, like don't don't freak someone out or make them feel like they're terrible just because they wanted to go a different way or they did miss their turn and it just attached it's like, oh like you know, like I'll tell them the turn and oh, they're not turning. Okay. Well, like you can still go this way. That's really interesting. It's something that that kind of, I hate to use the word intelligence for something like that, but that kind but, of intelligence yeah, well, is really have, interesting. I totally agree. Well, and then I mean, we need that in everything. We need that in every aspect of what we're doing. We need to be able we to do, say, but like, if you think about what is in some ways, when we're talking about intelligence in that instance, um, I can't think of a better word straight off the dome that encompasses the things we're talking about, but another one is context. Understand context. Like, for example, like our, in a neurotypical person, you have a sense of like, uh, what is the thing that I'm doing right now? What is the thing I'm doing today? What is the thing I need to do later? And with varying levels of success, we each have a different idea that like, no matter how much I want to retire by 30, like I still need to take the trash out. That doesn't mean I'm no longer thinking about retiring by 30 just because I have to take the trash out, obviously, right? But there's context, which is like if I hear the rumble of the trash can coming up the road and I hadn't taken the garbage out, well, unless I want a house full of garbage, I got to take that out no matter how much I want to retire. Dumb example, right? No, not a dumb example. Great example. Because context is what helps us understand. It's the this kind of like, it is in some ways that it's... It, it, like theory of mind, like self-consciousness, self-awareness, tool use, all those kinds of things. There are things that, if not totally unique to human beings, are really kind of what makes us human. It's that ability to think about how other people think about how we're thinking. It's all those different kinds of things. And it's a lot of context. It's the kind of thing where you go like, oh, I want to go use this coupon I got to go buy some sweat socks down at the store, but I also have time to go and like, I could see this movie later and pick up chicken on the way. Like your brain can generally handle a few of those things. And it's just that with our, with that GPS in 2000, probably three or four or five, I don't remember. Like it was, it, it took a lot of firepower to make that thing go shooting up its lasers into the sky. I mean, it was brilliant at the time. Cause like when we landed in Boston, and like, I feel like one of the, I, I could have this wrong, but I do remember very specifically, one of the times we went to visit my wife's family, we flew into Boston, it was right in the middle of the big dig. And if you never drove through Boston during the big dig, it was insane. It was like if somebody made the cabinet of Dr. Caligari into a <laughs> large city. Where to begin with, Boston is famously like a little bit wild in terms of the way its streets work. But like my hand of God, we checked into this place, what was it called? Uh, uh, anyway, we checked into a hotel, 
uh, uh, late at night. We got in late. And the next morning, the road was gone. The way we got into the hotel was no longer there. This would happen all the time. We're like, by which I just mean, like, no, no, no. This is an area we're working on now for the big dig. That road's not there anymore. So the GPS is only going to be slightly useful because that's loaded up. It's not downloading maps and stuff from the satellite, right? Mm -hmm. The maps exist on this little, you know, uh, rectangle, but you're not going to get, like, our old maps of how Boston works. You're just going to have to, like, figure it out and wing it. So you're not getting those live maps. And let's say you're driving through the desert and suddenly you don't get any satellite service for a while. Well, what do you do? You don't do anything. You don't have a map anymore. I mean, it can try to guess a little bit, but think about all how all of those things have changed by the addition of things like technology and context via technology. So like when we're going through areas on our recent trip that didn't have any coverage, well, most of y'all will know this. Your CarPlay, your iPhone, whatever, will do its best to figure out where you are, even if there's absolutely zero signal. Because it's loaded enough for the, I think it's loaded enough, you know what I'm talking about, Dan, you can probably explain this better than me, but it's not like you've preloaded right. the entire state of California from Google Maps, right. but it has enough in there to know like, well, you've been traveling this amount of time, you've done these kinds of turns, the same way that my Roomba can figure out this is probably the bathroom. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. But th think about that. It no longer has to, like, when I was a kid, you go to AAA and you get what's called a triptych, which is these delightful little flip maps that they would put together at AAA. You would say, I want to leave Cincinnati, Ohio. Did you ever do this when you were a kid? Get a, get a triptych? I mean, my, yeah, I, I have you a few go into memories AAA. when we would drive from, like, Pennsylvania to Florida Right, but this something. is, it was, there was so much about this whole experience that is, like. And they'd flip through and they'd put the right book, the right page down to show you. And they and did they the would little get special arrow stamp stamps, that they would yeah. use. So you could say, I'm leaving Cincinnati and I want to arrive in Tampa. And it would, they would basically go to this giant, it looks like a library, these cubby holes of all the different stretches of map. And say, whatever, you're going to get on I-75 and da-da-da, and you're going to go this far, and you can go down. And, and then, like, hey, and by the way, this area here in Kentucky, be careful because there's a lot of road work right there. There's a speed trap here in Alabama, like whatever it is. And they would do that with stamps. And then they would put it together, this beautiful little comb-bound thing that you could flip. And it would have for, like, then you'd land at Atlanta. Do you remember this? And the Atlanta one would have a fold-out, like where you could open for a full map for that one. Mm -hmm. It was really a brilliant physical map that was just for you to go one way. If you got, if you just suddenly decided that you wanted to go to Denver, Colorado, that triptych is, there's a very specific point when that's no longer going to be useful to you mm -hmm. yeah. because that's not the information that's loaded on that. Right. Device. It's only relevant, maybe even only relevant for the one trip. Don't, I would not try and pick that up 10 years later and no, use it. Absolutely not. Maybe not that, even that a couple recipe, months later. That famous recipe, it's been closed for 40 years. That's right. a haunted chicken store now. Yeah. Oh, we've probably talked enough. You got you to go do your work, don't you? I got to go do the thing, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Anyway, sorry about everything. No, it's okay. I forgive. Okay. Forgive and forget. Bygones. Water under the bridge. Mm. Is that my fault? The water? Nah. Everything's nah. just there naturally. Oh, you're saying it's a, it's a, what do they call it, a, a, a water hazard or a water feature? You know, that's the thing. Is That's the thing about positive thinking. I like to turn a water hazard into a water feature. You know? everything like, uh, Everything's a waterfall if you're thirsty enough. <laughs> Let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man. Mm -hmm.